husband, ask your wife, ask your children. <laughs> I'm so innocent, please don't ruin No! It. He's a loaded twice-baked potato, okay. Oh no! Wow, this is all propaganda. Welcome to Can We Talk About, a weekly podcast where we dive into discussions on varying topics and find ourselves in different waters than where we started. I'm Cat Eater, my co-host is Johnny Five. Today, we continue our deep dive into Russia with if Russians would go back to the 80s, Gorbachev and the Cold War, and which countries began to escape the USSR. You can email us at cwtabout at gmail.com and we hope you enjoy the show today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, real quick, my sources take this way so I don't click at the whole podcast. Yeah. Sources history.com, bbc.com, Crash Course History by John Green. Woo! John Green? Yeah, John Green. Okay. I remember. Uh, but I, I listen to his brother, Hank Green, and their names, I don't know why. They're nothing alike, but they interchange in my brain. I listened to this last week's podcast. All right. So, I kind of know where the fuck we're at. Stalin came in, fucked some shit up, did some gulag stuff. He, uh, he ended up going into World War II with, like, U.S. and Britain and France and all that kind of stuff. And then U.S., France, and Britain were just like, now, fuck you. We get to have all this shit when we're done. And he wasn't too happy about that. He ends up dying eventually. And actually, no. I, have we have we made it? I don't know. I don't remember if he fucking died yet. Someone I think died. he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did. He did die. But during the Cold War time... The we, Cold War time. The Cold War time. We ended up doing a lot, a lot of, like, fucked up shit. We basically... To put, our own people. Yeah. Like, insidious stuff of, like, let's put God on the money. We're gonna put God on our Pledge of Allegiance and bullshit. And then this is how you should be a family. We're much better than you kind of attitude. Which is just fucked. But we did that. And then well, this guy... The, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to take pride in something. <laughs> so we end up having... It's, well, not us. We're going away from us now. Which was kind of nice. I will say that was the one nice thing about it was that I felt like I knew something. because We personal. were included. Yeah. So, so now going back to Russia, we have Kosygin, I want to say. Hey! Yeah! Fuck yeah. And uh, right before him was Georgie. And, oh, yeah, Georgie. And he was like only there for like a second. And then, uh, well, actually, I guess the guy right after him was Nikita... Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and he, I think he get he ends up doing a lot of good shit, but then he gets taken out. Like... Like ousted, and then there's oh, yeah. mm-hmm. there's basically like a, a three a, tro- a troika 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 where they basically yeah they just run some shit. And one of them I think Kosygin is the guy that I'm thinking of where he's like hey I don't want to do this anymore and they're like no nah, go fuck yourself and he's like please please let me just do my own thing and then they basically just up and leave him. They're just like okay fine get the fuck out of here. So that's yeah. that's kind of what I remember. And then he died. Yeah, he died. Yeah, a month later it was sad. Fuck. Okay, yes that is correct. I am so proud of you. You remember more than I did, which is bad. But anyways. Um, I, it literally was the last thing that I listened to after work. <laughs> <laughs> also, Encyclopedia Britannica, Wiki, and um, a YouTube channel called 1420 that did some interviews that we're going to look at Ooh. in the episode. They do a bunch. I'm excited that I found that resource. I'm going to have fun with it. But oh, yeah. So, Kosygin dies 1980. Remember, he'd been doing quite a bit for the relations between Russia and the U.S. as well. Correct, yeah. Um, he did a bunch a of stuff thing. to warm stuff up, yeah, during his reign. So, the Cold War had died down a little nearing the 80s because he had been kind of trying to warm the waters and such. And his counterparts from the Troika kind of just leave for another two years until Brezhnev dies. 
which is one of the other two people that were in the Troika. Cool, cool. At this point, things are starting to wane for the Soviets. They've been so focused on military building. They haven't built infrastructure like they should be. They haven't taken care of their people. But. Like, reforms were attempted, but never were they followed through. At this point, they're importing grain and other goods from the U.S., to wow. maintain. Maintain is not the right word because they're not maintaining <laughs> to <laughs> pretend by. to survive. Yeah. Yeah. Discontent is starting to kind of simmer and, and people are starting to get upset. But they also felt like there was no way of changing things from the way that they were. It was too deep-seated. Does it sound familiar what I'm trying to say? Kind of, yeah. yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when Brezhnev dies, Yuri Andropov takes the position as their head of state. Uh, All right. Secretary of the something Andropov. committee. Yeah, Andropov. I'm going to refer to him as Yuri through most of this because I really like that name. That's yeah, either one. I love both. Yeah, they're good. Um, he was leader of the KGB. So that's fuck fine. yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird, but well, you know, I mean, that's just how it was. I, I mean, feel. If imagine you're the leader having, of that. Imagine having the leader of the CIA. That'd be weird. It's okay. fucking terrifying, right. but yeah, it I'm is like yeah. yeah. Now, now that you mention it like that, but it, it almost okay as a chess player, it just sounds like you just get the fucking. The dude that's, like, at the very top of the fucking thing to run some shit. Right? Okay. No more Troika. Oh. Yeah, it's just the one guy now. Damn it. And the committee or whatever, but really he's the one. Yuri was the oldest person to ever get the role, and he cleaned out house as soon as he could. He got rid of a bunch of the old people and put youthful people in leadership roles instead. I can get behind that. Um, I tried to look up how youthful is youthful, because 40 is... My know. cutoff is 55. But um, <laughs> I, I couldn't find actual ages... Unless I did way more work than I wanted to do. That's right. I'm admitting it. I'm just lazy. It's all right. Uh, We're all there. But yeah, I spent about 10 minutes looking and then said this is too much work. Um, <laughs> but listen, there's so much more time than you even think that goes into this 40 minutes. So, <laughs> for real. But he couldn't He couldn't do like personnel that was at the very top of stuff. There was just like power limitations involved and he just couldn't. So, the, the, the very high up people were still old assholes. Uh, well, yeah, that's kind of part for the course. Yeah. He said that he liked how Hungary was running their communist economy. As the way Russia was doing it wasn't ever going to work because mere top-down economic management is impossible on the large scale that Russia's economy is on. Upside down, before you turn me inside out. Yeah. Oh uh, what the hell is up down or top-down economics? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I got myself. Uh, <laughs> so top-down means looking at the big picture, the whole economy, rather than looking at the little econ economies that are inside of it. Like, when we say the economy in America, we're talking macro, big picture, all of America's economy. Yeah. But there's smaller economies inside of it. Like, there's, I'm going to use California. Yeah, that's the easiest one to go for. Figure. There's the West Coast economy, there's the California state economy, and then there's the Santa Ana economy, like the city. Yeah, yeah. Each, each city at each, like, district, each county. Yeah. Right. So they all contribute to the big economy. You know, the, the city is contributing to like the county which is contributing to the state which is contributing to the entire country which then contributes towards the global economy anyways Woo. Woo economics 92 <laughs> <laughs> if that so yuri is saying that they need to support the little economies and then the big one will prosper because at this point they're looking at 1982 they're looking at no gdp growth like their gold dollar amount did not grow Wow. It stagnated, yeah. And based on today's economics, if you're not growing by 3%, then you're just losing money. You got it, Wolf. <laughs> um, Reagan really renews the Cold War buzz. He used the United States economic power to try and topple the quote-unquote, per his own quote, evil 
Russia. He also, he did a couple of other things that were really obnoxious, but he would fly planes into their airspace just to trigger their warning system <laughs> and gain intel on how they responded to their warning systems being triggered, as well as just, like, poking the bear. Am I right? Like, yeah. No, wait, so that, that's what that's what America was doing to the Russians? Yeah, that's what Reagan was, was doing to them, is he would, like, drop shit into their areas, you know? What just cross fuck? that line just to see what they would do. Dude, how's about you just, like, I don't know, sit Leave back in your chair? Alone. Yeah. In response... Yuri increased the Russian military budget, this is fucking insane, to 70% of the entire Russian budget. Wow, that's ballsy, dude. Isn't that how fucking insane? How the fuck do you do that? So that's how they're focusing all their shit on military growth rather than infrastructure <laughs> and shit. Well, we don't have the money to sustain this, so we need to, like, put it into guns so that way we can get more land so that way we can sustain this. Yes. So Reagan keeps <laughs> poking the bear, and Yuri at one point says that the U.S., quote, needs to stop searching for the best way to initiate nuclear war. It's not just irresponsible, it's insane. Good. Good. <laughs> right, oh. it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. That's how everybody else sense. is looking at him too, I would assume. You're not wrong. I just got that later. Fuck yeah. I love that you did that. Also, the U.S. <laughs> boycotts the 1980s Olympics because they're held in Moscow. I knew that. Yeah, I did not. That's the only, I looked up, because I get super into the Olympics, so I was yeah. like looking up, okay, well, we dominated the fucking basketball league, so we have to fucking, you know, I just wanted to see how long our streak was, and that's actually the one time where we're like, no, that's, that's fucked. Yeah, so it was kind of a dick move. Then, yeah, it kind of is. Well, kind of, I don't know, it was complicated, because in like 70... 76? In 73, this guy, Alexander so Sojanitsyn, he releases several books about the gulags. Yeah, that dude, yeah. And the whole nation. Or so, the whole, nation, the whole world. 76. Not the guy that had the oh, pictures. Oh, okay, different dude. These okay. were like novels, interviews, real life stories because he was a survivor, that kind of shit. Damn, okay. Uh, it was like four different novels. Well, novels means, I don't know. Yeah, books. You're fine, I got you. 73. 73 is when he makes books about the gulags and the whole world is like. <laughs> That's a year after the Portland Trailblazers won. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Look at that correlation. <laughs> <laughs> but um, people aren't huge fans and it gives them you know yeah, people aren't huge fans of communism at this point um it doesn't sound like it yeah things are starting to wane for them because things are just kind of coming out and it's like oh that's kind of gruesome you know huh anyway yeah. so you know we had good reason to be like oh we cannot support moscow <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all the other countries at this point think that the u.s is more aggressive than russia and that america is being insensitive to the fact that while they're two oceans away from russia all these other people that have to be allies to them because of nato and shit or right fucking next to Russia. Yeah. They're like, you're pissing these people off, and we are your allies on paper, and 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 we li we're their next-door neighbors. You, you're far away, but we're right fucking here. It's literally, the we've already, I think we might have already brought this up before, but the king in the castle being able to be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. And then throwing, like, all your peasants in all front of them. All your peasants. <laughs> yes, exactly correct. And not to, we're not saying that Britain and France are peasants. No. But in this case, you, yeah, you get the they're, analogy. They, you get the analogy. The U.S. and Russia see them as they're like side parties to the whole thing. And technically, we have like Alaska and Hawaii in front of it, so on the other front. So it's, yeah, it's like, um, so bad for everybody. Yeah, for everybody except the president sitting pretty. Anyway, so Andropov also seeks to end corruption in the Politburo. Um, That's good. And he did quite well. I was gonna say he did quite a bit on that front, but. In nope. American terms, he did quite a bit on that front. Good. In total, not a whole lot, but any end to any corruption is huge here, so. He at least know. had the thought. That's what makes it. Yeah, I mean, he got a couple people, so. If he says it out loud, then it's like, okay, cool. And, you know, he did the same thing limited. He lived fairly modestly. Like, you know, because a lot of the people that are at the top live in their big, big houses and all that shit while everybody's, like, you know, dying. Right. And, and he was like, mm, that doesn't seem quite right. And so he... Fairly modestly. Emphasis on fairly. But, you know, he wasn't walking around in a fucking Rolls Royce and shit, you know? Cool. 
No, I can dig it. Yeah. He... He dies. No. Okay. I found it. <laughs> he says to invest in agriculture and public opinion. So he's starting the train of public opinion matters. Cool. Um, <laughs> Russia leaves. Also, the Russia, Russia leaves the World Psychiatric Organization because the organization keeps saying, you can't use psychiatry to get rid of social dissidents. <laughs> so keep, when people are like, fuck what they're doing. They're like, that guy's absolutely batshit insane. Put him in a psychiatric hospital. And so like the World <laughs> Psychiatric Organization is like, that's not how psychiatry works. Right. <laughs> and they're like, well, fine. We don't want to be a part of this. Man, I'd love to go one of those wards, though. God damn it. Just to be a fly on the wall. It'd be like a mix of crazy people and then like not crazy people that sound crazy because nobody will fucking listen to them. Exactly, you know? yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Russia boycotts the 1984 Olympics because they're held in L.A. Oh, wow. <laughs> they're like, oh, you're going to boycott I, us? We're going to boycott I you? I guess I knew that, too, but I never, I, I just, Understood I, only look, the... I only look at the fucking medal counts. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder if I'm Canada, a points man. Now I'm wondering if Canada won second in anything because of that. You'll have to look that up. That'll be a fun... It will. Fun, yeah, that'll be a fun fact. In 1985, the U.S. and the Soviets attempt to have open talks about limiting arms again. Attempt is the key word. It does not work. Oh. We're going to zoom in on the lives of the common folk for a bit. I'm really excited Yay! about this. I watched some on the street interviews of folks that lived through the 80s. Ooh, yeah, because now we're in a spot where there is, like... People alive that remember this shit. Well, not just that, but, like, film. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, these are, like, current day interviews of people that oh, even better. Yeah, were alive. Right, yeah. yeah, they have now and then cool. in their lives. Yeah. So the first question that they were asked were, what do you remember about the 80s? And I'm just going to... Cocaine. <laughs> it's funny. Nobody said cocaine. Damn. <laughs> I remember two parts of the 1980s. The first part is USSR. The second is beginning of the problems. <laughs> okay. You're going to... I was... This was... It's going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Second person says, everyone felt happy, like someone would take care of us. I'm not saying things are far worse now, just back then somebody would have definitely taken care of you. Hmm. Third person says, we were saying, or sorry, we were sure about tomorrow that we would live better than our parents did. We were sure, and that was the thing. Huh. I don't know if that makes me feel better about it's, it. There's so much more to still unpack from these simple answers. Yeah. They gave us free apartments when we started working, gave us money to start off. Most important thing right now is education. It's hard to get a job. We were more united, friendly, and more open to one another. These sentences may seem a little bit broken, but I'm literally quoting exactly what they said. So, Damn. I could have lived off my pension back then. Now my pension is not enough. What were some cons of the 80s is the next question. The same person that said you would have been taken care of says, and I quote, remember these are quotes, well, you couldn't buy shit. <laughs> right now, look at what I'm wearing. Levi jeans, Solomon boots, and a nice jacket. I can go to any store in Russia, any store really, and buy these things. Back then, it wasn't so. People may have liked the West back then, and it wasn't because of political freedom there, but because of the abundance. Right now, we have such abundance. We needed it back then. Damn, okay. Um, these next ones are all very related to one another. We had to stand in lines with coupons for food or other items, and even if we didn't need the item, we got it. Because we had the coupon, and you could trade it, possibly. We didn't have groceries, is the next one. Next one is, I remember the lines, waiting with the coupons to exchange for food. The next one is, we had problems with the stores. I had a baby, and there were no clothes for it. There were oh no baby clothes. Yeah. That's fucked. I know, right? Next one is, if you could choose... There were also some other things that... About, like, roving gangs and things like that. But it was a mixed bag. Some people were like, yeah, I totally saw that. But most of them were like, no, I, I never saw any of that these were, these, It sounds so. like there's a huge consensus. And then you also pick the one guy that just sounds like he's made it somehow. Yeah, he's... Um, I kind of like it. Interesting. He he was like, we would have been taken care of back then. But also, we didn't have shit back then. You know, he's, 
Yeah, he's he weird. Was interesting. I just love it. But no, it sounds like it was bullshit. Yeah, it sounds like it was awful, but here's where it gets weird. Are you ready? I don't know if you are. I don't think it's so. weird. If you could choose, would you choose to live in the 80s or now? Oh my god. Please don't. It doesn't sound like it's that great. <laughs> Life right now is better. Young people have better opportunities now. That's what the guy with the Levi's says. Okay, so he's full of shit. <laughs> he seems like he's living in a little bit of a different world yeah. than everybody else. Yeah. yeah. He sounds like the propaganda. Well, he was neither old nor younger either. Like, he was the middle of the road. He was like 50s. Well, that's what you get. You yeah. know, that, that's what you get. You get a bit of everybody. Yeah. 80s was better. They can say we didn't have freedom and something. That's what she says. And something. Yeah, we all dress the same, but I can't see happy people when I look around now. I hear no one singing. And the person, the interviewer says, singing? They sang all the time? People sang on the streets? She's like, yeah, they always sang. Wow. Life was better back then, was another person. Okay, what I'm getting from this is that pe people were, like, abused in such a way where their standards of what made you happy was just being able to sing on the fucking street every day. And that's probably a survivalist instinct is you had to, like, you just, you just fucking, you know, you had to be neighborly with your other, like, just people on the street. So, I, like, this is just a fucking theory, obviously, but I feel like, I don't know, I, maybe, and I don't know bullshit because I don't know how they live today, but it sounded like, God, neither do I, I can't wait to try and find out. <laughs> okay, well, they're just based off of, it was bullshit then, and it's kind of better now or whatever, like, I don't know, I... It, it just sounds sad. It sounds, you know what it actually sounds like? It sounds almost the exact same shit that we would probably hear today. If I were to ask somebody today who was living around in the 80s and be like, do you think you would go back then or would you rather stay here? And they'd be like, I'd go back then because everybody was fucking homie. You could fuck it, you know, all that bullshit. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, crime was probably worse back then, but you'd still have those people that are just like, well, you gotta, you know, you could actually like pull over to the side of the road, ask for some help, and somebody would help you out. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. I'm so tempted to call people right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, that's that's how I feel. Well, just because I'm curious, yeah. You know what I mean? I think a lot of older people, I don't I don't think that's that's really controversial to say or anything. It's oh, no, just, I don't think so. I'm yeah. not, when I say that, I mean because I'm genuinely curious of what oh, they would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, me too. I wouldn't mind taking a consensus. Yeah. That's your guys' homework. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ask people that you know. Ask your parents. Ask your husband. Ask your wife. Ask your children. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Yeah, just get like five people. I feel like five. If you wanted to be solid, get ten. But yeah, just wow, that's a lot of homework. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, two. Yeah, there we go. Do two. If you want a gold star, do five. You can even just get three. If you get one that's like this, one that's like no, do a tiebreaker. There you go. All right. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think that's interesting how your response is to it because I have two because we live in dichotomies. Yeah. One is that you tend to not remember a lot of the shitty stuff. Oh, I didn't even consider that. You know, there was a lady that was like, maybe I'm just an optimist, but I can't remember a whole lot of shitty stuff from the 80s, you know? And they went through a whole... So, I mean, one, you tend to not really remember a lot of the macro shit. Yeah. You remember micro stuff, for the most part, your own day-to-day. -day, yeah. You know? Two, I wonder if it was better, but not because of anything that's really, truly in control. And by that, I mean, like, when they do studies on rats and they, they mess with, like, population density... Rats that have less rats in their cage are happier than yeah. rats that have more rats in their cage. You feel more lonely when there's enough people around. So maybe just due to population density, they feel like they're less connected with one another. I mean, we do. That's fair. Yeah. You know? So so that's a thought on it, is that maybe it has nothing to do with the government, the changes, and all of that, and it just has to do with there's more people, and that changes the socioeconomics of things. Yeah. But... Well, and I think what kind of, just to clarify real quick, just to... 
it, it seems like I would also think that people would go back then because they wouldn't have social media and all that kind of shit. Oh, I feel yeah, like that which kind of is like an, X, an X factor yeah. that kind of goes into it. But And then the one other thing that I thought of was as far as the connectedness, because that was most of the older people's complaints, was that there's just no connection between one another. Yeah. When you have nothing, all you have is each other. That's fair. Yeah. You know, you have to band together. You have to be together and, hey, I heard that the Petrovs down the street got a fucking loaf of bread. Let's go and see if they'll share. Yeah, exactly. There's you know? the whole thing of like, hey, I can't I can't pay like this week or whatever. Can can I like watch your kids or something? You know, that right. kind of can thing. We, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. So I think it is more about those things than it really is about like the sociopolitical structure and all of that. Yeah. I also think it's a lot easier to forget how awful it is to not have basic things than like when you're actually in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I can look back and be like, yeah, last year without power for four days really wasn't that bad, I suppose. But in the midst of it, it was horrific. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and, and if we were to go with the other aspect of like, okay, because I was going off of the idea that maybe the 80s were worse. If these are the worst times, then my idea would be, or at least the explanation would be, well, when you're when you're thinking about escaping some hellhole, you'll go back to anything. Because you'll remember, like you said, you'll remember the good, times, the good the, times. Even if it was the same bullshit that you're living through and it didn't fucking change, then it's like, yeah, but at least it's then. You know, I, I knew, I know more now than I did then. So, like, I can still use that. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I'm happy that you did that shit. That wasn't was that cool? cool. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Good stuff. Back on track, Chernenko dies in 1985. <laughs> and the next day, Mikhail Gorbachev is selected to be general secretary of the Communist Party, which is the leader. Go- oh, it's Gorbachev. Gorbachev? I heard, yeah, I heard I hear Gorbachev, Gorbachev all the time. Gorbachev, Yeah, I hear Gorbachev all the time. I can't help but look at it phonetically, but I think fuck it's him. Gorbachev. Yeah. Well, maybe not fuck him. I don't know. He might be a good guy. You're really just, like, beautifully setting me up today in ways that I just want to give you, like, a pat on the head and five dollars. Okay. I'm so innocent. Please don't ruin No, it's, I don't know. He's, uh, he's a loaded twice-baked potato. Okay. Oh, no. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Neither do I. Okay, so I'm sus as fuck of this guy. Well, your American is showing. <laughs> well, I think his American was showing. Why are you sus? Okay, maybe it's just me. One, I want to know, I went and did my Ask a Russian Reddit love it fuck yeah and somebody said something beautiful that yeah i'm gonna I, I was deciding whether i was gonna lead with it or put it at the end but i'm gonna lead with it go for it i asked them how they felt about gorbachev gorbachev good job and somebody's response was quote someone who betrayed his country out of sheer belief in the goodwill of smooth talking foreigners a cautionary tale of mythical proportions this was ace of base in underscore your underscore mind and he yeah, they dude. are located in moscow city i okay number one i love the fucking usernames every time oh yeah uh but number two wow okay <laughs> so and it clean it, it, it yeah yes in a box yes so here's why i'm sets of him he quickly <laughs> rose through the ranks i mean like this guy starts out, he's a poor farmer's kid, and then he goes to school and he gets his law degree, and nice. then he comes back home, and while he's doing, like, educative stuff, he's, you know, in committees or whatever, powwows, woo, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's getting turned. Words, they're hard. No, he's not getting turned. He's doing political group shit, nothing that's, like, official on, like, actual ranks, but, like, I'm a delegate and that kind of shit. You know? Okay, cool. And then he comes back home, and he gets into the central committee. And he even gets close to the KG, the head of the KGB. Yeah, that's my question, is how long was he in the KGB before he just got 
Yuri? Up to the top. Yeah. No, this guy. Gorbachev. He's not in the K- he. Go- oh, he's not. No, Gorbachev was not in the KGB. He was just really good friends with Yuri, the head of the KGB. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, but he gets into the Central Committee, which is mm, the Illuminati. No, it's government positions. <laughs> okay. It's the whole government kind of thing. Um, oh, it's that. Yeah, it's that thing that you were talking about, where it's like it's not the three heads, it's not the one guy, but it's like they basically like stuck them underneath. Yeah, it's it's like Senate type shit. Yeah. And then he gets friends with, makes friends with the head of the KGB, and then the head of the KGB becomes head of state. Then he gets even more political roles and power and a better seat and all of that shit because he's friends with the leader of the entire country. Yeah. And people assume that he's the one that's going to take over after Yuri, but older communists were sus of him because they were worried he was too reform forward. So they put Chir- this guy Chernenko in the seat instead. I like that name. Chernenko? Yes, Chernenko. Okay. And then Chernenko dies so quickly. No! He, like, no no time at all. Two years, I think. Chernenko unchained. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then all his real competition is gone. Chernenko is the only other competition he really has. And he gets the power, and then in two years, he's dead. And so all his real competition is gone, and he's the only reasonable choice left for the seat. And his leadership greatly benefited America. How did his leadership greatly benefit America? Oh. He gets into power and immediately does reforms. He starts a reform that they call Glasnost, which has many like terms and definitions, but in this context it means openness. And basically it was to be more open with government information to the people, as well as allow political freedoms and people to openly dislike things that the government did, which okay. allows for dissent to grow. Yeah. Also, he puts into effect what was called perestroika, which was the reform of the economy, giving them more economic freedom, leading towards more of a free economy, which was much less government-led and more like how the small and medium businesses were allowed to be in a free economy yeah. and, and do their business. Yeah, it's that you mentioned you mentioned it was complicated beforehand because it was like it's not just like this whole thing. It's like no, they get to businesses get to be a free market and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so he's kind of moving them in that direction. Huh, okay. And then moving away from central planning, which is like the big pick planning stuff that he was that that Yuri was it Yuri? It was Yuri. Yeah. Said wouldn't work. Okay. Which we don't need to fact check it. It was fine. <laughs> you can just go back and check me. Yeah. Because I already said it. That guy. I already said the fact. <laughs> <laughs> he starts to reform economic stuff so that maybe the economy will start to grow again. Okay. He, Which, by the way, I just, the smallest blip of sidetrack here. Isn't it weird that the economy has to always be growing? Like, isn't that pyramid schemey? It's It's kind of like capitalism in... Actually, I think it's legit every single one wants them to... That's the whole idea is like, okay, well... We need to do the best one, and the best thing for the economy is if it continues to grow. I don't understand. All right, I good. don't know why. I think okay. it's just because people keep making kids, and so then more people come in, and we don't, you know, that that's a whole different thing. I guess it has to grow because more people are using it. Yep, this yeah. is above yeah, our pay ha- It just has to, yeah. I'm just going to go with that. Does it? Okay. Oversimplification. <laughs> he worked <laughs> economics 10. <laughs> Hell yeah. He, he worked really hard to get better relations with America and did so. He made a treaty with Reagan. called right, yeah. Yeah, called the Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, or the INF Treaty. And God, it must have tasted like fucking acid making a deal with that asshole. P.S. Yeah, Reagan's an asshole. And if you want to know why I feel that way, let us know and we can do an episode about him. But yeah. not a series because he's a dick. <laughs> right. There's definitely a lot of information out there already. God, like as a person, he's an asshole. Anyway. Yeah. I honestly don't even know a whole lot of what he does as president. I know he did like the war on drugs thing, but Nancy really led that. But she probably was just doing whatever he said. Anyways. 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 The whole thing. Yeah. 
Anyway, I knew I was going to sidetrack. I literally put anyway in here. That's good. <laughs> uh, the IMF treaty limited the number of long-range missiles each country could have kept in Europe. So between the U.S. and Russia, they could only have so many missiles kept in Europe. Did we? I don't feel like they actually followed that bullshit, though. I don't know. Probably not. We broke every deal we made with them before. I feel like both sides were just like, yeah, this looks good on paper. Let's do that. Listen, here's the deal. Gorbachev started playing the game. Like, he had, what do you mean? Like the politics game. Like, like I feel like all the people before him, except for um, Kosygin, oh, I see. Yeah, were I like, see. fuck you, we're not playing your goddamn game, because then you win. Right. Okay, you know? I see what you're saying. And then Gorbachev's like, Gorbachev is like, yeah, let's fucking, let's play your game. I'll play your game. That's fine. Like, he kept up on, like, famous people from America and shit like that, and he yeah. went on several trips, and his guess, wife was like a Princess Diana. I guess it's just kind of, like, that comment, it just kind of shook me a little, because I thought, I was under the impression... Okay, he started off not that great. It was kind of shit. And then, oh, well, now we break up the Berlin Wall. Wow, this is all propaganda. This is all propaganda to me. This is beautiful because everything you're saying to me is coming through an American filter, you know whereas I mean? exactly. everything I researched is not. And yeah. he's a piece of shit. No, I, I under, what, the way that I understood it was he's a piece of shit. That guy can, you know, do get out of here. And then he breaks the Berlin Wall. And towards the end of it, when he makes this treaty that you're talking about, that's that's what got filtered into my head. It's like, oh, well, he's probably learning about himself a little bit. He's like, well, we don't want to just destroy the whole world, so he wasn't that bad of a guy. That's what I understood. He started playing the game. Wow. Some that is like so metal. Like, it's... Well, and I, I, it's not it's not good. I'm not... I, obviously, I'm not saying that this guy is great. What I'm saying, it's just nice knowing when you got duped. And I just got <laughs> duped. I got duped. It's... <laughs> Then the Cold War ends in 1989, December 3rd. Gorbachev's a plant. He's a plant? That's what I'm saying. That's fine with me. Not like made-up cell walls. That's what I wanted. I, I know. Was, I was picturing like a sunflower. Listen, I just, here's here's what I imagine. I imagine they find some poor-ass motherfucker that's got some distinct shit about him. Listen, if you have something distinct about your looks and you become the leader of a major power, expect some shit to happen. Yeah. You know? Like, Nixon? It makes a little bit more sense. If he's not the leader of the KGB, then basically what you're saying is that the KGB was running it during this time. The KGB was running it, and then Gorbachev got the seat, and he he ran shit. He did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he did all the stuff. Head, they I'm do a like, coup later. Yeah. yeah. No, and just in my head, I'm just thinking, like, okay, well, you just get some Joe Schmo to come in here, so that way we can, like, do what we want. Well, it's kind of funny That's how I feel. It... I feel like it wasn't KGB, though. I feel like America. I think they found the perfect person. Oh, see, that makes Poor me... as hell. Here's a bunch of stuff for your family. That makes me... Uh, okay, well, that's even crazier because I was about to say, like, oh, it's kind of funny because, like, I feel like that's what the CIA did with Reagan during this time. Right. Or whoever the... Well, I guess CIA is, like, the, the little baby one. But FBI. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Wow. I full-on think so. Because he comes in and does a bunch of shit that nobody was willing to do or wanted to do. Like, he makes the fucking deal with the treaty thing, which even Kosygin wouldn't do. And he was notoriously level-headed. Like, when you wow. read about his personality and stuff like that, everyone's like, this guy did math. You know? Like, he looked at everything in a calculated manner. And if he wasn't willing to make that deal, it's weird to me that yeah. he was. I don't know. I, I think one thing that we have learned from this so far, like, this the Russian history, is that... You just give it a little bit more time, and somebody down the road, even if they're an asshole, will probably make something. They'll stumble along the right idea. I suppose. And here's my other thing, is I looked at him back to back to back with, like, the five previous people before him and the previous, or the person after him. Yeah. And he doesn't look the same. Okay. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, they were all stoic and old white guy professional. 
No, I agree. I, now you know, that, yeah, now that you mentioned it, it, it is. There's a stark difference between Stalin and Gorbachev. Oh yeah, and even Lenin, Stalin, the yeah, Kosygin. because all the all the people that we've looked up so far, they all have that. This is this is a dude that you need to fucking respect. And Gorbachev, it's like, and I'm not saying that you don't respect him. I'm just saying that like Gorbachev uh, looks he, like your weird uncle that eats corn weird. <laughs> yes, like like I don't I don't know. Just he's it, just another dude. Dude, his portrait. They're all you know. Yeah, looking at the camera, calm, chill, whatever. Fucking Gorbachev, he's like leaning on a thing with his hand on his hip, like, huh, I'm just your regular guy. And I'm like, you are so not, you're just not it, man. Like, his whole vibe is just different than everybody else's. <laughs> just looked up Did you pictures. see it? I looked God, up pictures just, of him. He just does not, he's not the same as the rest of them. No, no, he, he literally, he's almost like a, a Bernie. Like, and I'm not, I, mean, I guess that's kind of insulting to Bernie, but it's it's just, uh, yeah, I'd play chess with this guy. Yeah. I want to show you the one. No, I love it. He's just got, his hair is parted in such a way where it's like the widow's peak is the thing to look at. Huh. I mean, he's got this little oh, thing and he's holding a book. Hell yeah. Well, that's a painting even though it's not like Oh, he did, no, he did have that hair. That's, I'm bloody dawn this is here. This is the thing that I was looking at. <laughs> oh, his birthmark? That's what that is? Okay. Yeah, I he's got a Weinstein, hair. he's got like a Weinstein birthmark or something like that. It's crazy. Here it is. Look at me. I'm Mr. Business. Right? Like, he just <laughs> oh my God. he just doesn't have the same vibe as the rest of them. And <laughs> I just don't believe him. I How'd don't, he do? I think that we interfered in some fashion, and I think that it was very successful because nobody knows. But Pull up an ice plug and let it eat. Yeah, that's me being a weirdo. <laughs> I don't know. Also, fun little tic-tac. Punk is born in East Germany at this time. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, this is great. And they would like straight up just like beat the shit out of them and put them in prison for like months at a time just for being punk. Even better. Yeah, man. <laughs> they Which did the just time. kept it going. They did the time so that way we don't have to. And we get all the goods. Hell yeah. Anyway, so the growth of the reform <laughs> is so great and so fast that things start to fall apart. Um, oh, fuck. Yeah, power is starting to kind of lose its grip. Um, people are starting to break away. So people started to get to vote in Poland and they voted an entirely non-communist government into power. Like, did someone forget to lock the door behind them? Like, how the fuck were they able to vote? <laughs> well, religion, bruh. Oh, okay, well, this is mixed, so I don't know how to feel it's about powerful it. shit. Well, I got mixed feelings about popes, but this one's a good one. Okay, well. So, religion, powerful thing. Pope John Paul II, who had a different name before he was a pope, because they take new names when they become popes. I don't Stupid. remember what his name was beforehand, and I didn't write it down because I don't give a shit. It's all bullshit, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was Polish. So he was elected as Pope, and he's Polish. And when he gets up on his Pope soapbox, he doesn't call for rebellion, but for a new, quote-unquote, alternative Poland of social institutions independent of the government, which okay. basically means, like, social programs that don't require or rely on government funding and are run by, like, groups or individuals, not the government. Huh. Kind of like how Planned Parenthood is its own thing, but it's a social institution, I guess, would be the word. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, that means that they want to be, like, Oh, never mind. This is like the beginning of like the church just getting its hands into everything. Well, kind of, yeah. But it, honestly, it, it, nothing that I saw was he like, the church should be doing it. He just wanted the government to be out of it. He's condemning communism at this point. Um, oh, oh okay. And then, yeah, and then labor strikes occur because Poland had a bunch of debts that they needed to pay. And so they were like, well, we'll just increase the prices of everything by a bunch. And uh, the Poland of leader is, uh, or the Poland of leader. Yep. Oh, yeah. Words. That was great. Words are good. The leader of Poland is sick and can't do anything. So they remove him and put in another guy. And, oh, shit. 
you know, he just can't figure out how to fix it. <laughs> just can't figure out what to do about the quickly dying support of the Communist Party in Poland. God. Yeah. Get so, him out of here. It was like the moment somebody that had any sort of power, the Pope, was like, yeah, I'm not sure communism is good. They're like, let's do it! <laughs> Fucking form of mobs. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a political group called Solidarity, which started as a labor union who had been gathering momentum. Um, they wanted democracy back and the end of communism and all that jazz. And in 1981, they had a quarter of the Poland populace backing them. All right. Could you imagine a quarter of the United States fully backing something, like fully united? That's where we were at with, uh, with weed. Oh, yeah. Oh, we are doing something okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the government does the martial law thing and imprisons anybody that's dissident and all of that shit. Two years later. Two years, martial law. They lift it. Okay. Uh, that seems like you just took a little bit of a vacay for a minute. <laughs> well, just, you know, they, they just... Riots. They... Okay, fair enough. Insert yeah. everything that's happened before to make change happen in Slavic nature happening again. All right. The people are mad, they're rising up, they're getting the shit beat out of them, they're putting them in prison instead of listening to them or just telling them to stop or whatever. And then they lift the martial law in 1981. Is that what I said? Yeah. No, that's when they started it. 1991? Government does the martial law thing two years later. Ah. There we go. Uh, but they do other things to try and control the dissent, like food rationing and things like that. Uh. Yeah, so they do other things to try and control people, and it's not good. The strikes continue. And there was this really fun thing that uh, John Green said. And it was to the effect of, although women were carrying the movement, men still saw themselves as the most important acting role oh of God. the movement. They were like, women don't get in our way. We're fighting for the country. <laughs> God. But like, there's, then he follows it up with this picture of one of the strikes. And there's like, guys, but like, I don't know, most of the room is just filled with women holding their kids. Just like, we're fucking here. Wow, there's yeah. nothing worse than an well, uh, nothing more dangerous than a angry a room full of angry mom. women. Yeah, yeah. Um, angry moms too. To top it off, you're right. We have so little fucks to give. <laughs> so the strikes are continuing, and other dudes think they're they're cool and all of that shit. But anyways, over the decade, it's just a battle. They're fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. In '88, the strikes hit nationwide Yay. and forced the government <laughs> head to listen. Good. That's the whole reason. In 1989. The roundtable talks, which consisted of 94 meetings with 13 groups of professionals, researchers, politicians, and other group leaders like the Solidarity Group, yeah. occur. They lead to the group in power, basically abandoning their post. The guy okay. in charge gives the leadership position to someone from Solidarity. Cool. And then they get open free elections, and they elect no communists into power. Wow. Okay. People expect it, like the whole world's watching, like, mm. Yeah. They expected tanks to come rolling in. You know, they expected Russia to do some shit. But nothing happened. Gorbachev for, made no moves. For how long? Because I feel like They it's just coming. let Poland go. Wow, okay, cool. They let Poland go. And then Hungary. And then East Germany. And then Czechoslovakia. And Romania. And that's how the USSR falls. Wait, so each, the, each individual one basically see like... Wait, Poland was successful, so now we can do it? Damn, okay. Yeah. That's... So, like, the, the Berlin Wall, it looks different to me now watching the footage with the information that I have. And, you know, when they get up on the wall. And yeah. they're all standing on the wall like, oh, we're connected again. They're, like, for the first time realizing that they 
physically can say fuck you and get up on yeah. the wall. Yeah, yeah, they're like literally kicking the fucking wall down yeah. because they're like, wait, like, you're giving oh, me the power. I need like, to, yeah, don't let them give you a, a reason not to. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's realizing that you have your own personal power and that you, the people, do have power. Because remember, everybody thought, well, it's too deep, it's too much, we can't do anything to shake it. Yeah, and when they saw it work somewhere. Wow, that's it sends ripples, yeah. Yeah, and so all of those places leave. They, they're they able to defect cool. from the USSR. And then at that point, there's like, you know, there's 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 stuff that we'll discuss next time because I'm going to full-on discuss the dissolution of the USSR. All right. Um, but then there is like the official dissolution. And, and so Russia, formerly the Union of Soviet Social Republics, which was the USSR, gets split up into 15 independent countries. Armenia... I was going to look up how to pronounce this one because it's the only one I don't know how to pronounce. Azerbaijan? Oh, yeah, Azerbaijan. There you go. Belarus, Estonia, Georgia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Latvia, Lithuania, Moldova, Russia, Tajikistan, Tajikistan, sorry, Turkmenistan, Ukraine, and Uzbekistan. They were all part of the USSR, and they are individual countries now. Fuck yeah. So, and I mean, some of them are still blip to current a little bit but not really right because i haven't done a whole lot of research on it but because i have the ask a russian stuff and all that stuff i get little you know tidbits there's still like a lot of stuff going on with i think it's armenia and they still have some issues with poland and yeah oh i can't remember which country it is and somebody's going to be yelling it at their speaker right now when i describe the situation because it's pretty prevalent in russia at the moment and that other country but they're like still reliant on russia for for electricity and power like Syria? it's the ukraine i think um they still rely on power or on Russia for a lot of their power. They're on Russia's power grid, and they're thinking about possibly joining the UE so that they can um, EU. Sorry, um, so that they can. <laughs> yeah, I thought Europe and then the EU. There yeah. Um, no, I did. Well, I didn't correct you. I was thinking yep. the same thing. Yeah. So they're thinking about joining the EU because Russia's like fuck you, and they they won't give them anything because they want them to come back. Hmm. You know. So so they're still doing some weird stuff, and then there's another country. That is this whole thing where they're like, forever Russia. Like, you're always a part of us. <gasps> Hang on. Crimea. Fuck yeah. It's Crimea. Um, so, you know, they've got some stuff of places that have, like, defected and kind of half defected still and things like that. They're still reliant on Russia for a lot of things. Yeah. But they're still their own countries now. And I am both excited and terrified for how complex it's going to be to try and look at all of that. Like, do I just drop these other countries because they are no longer technically what i'm studying i don't right. know yeah. yeah it's up to you but so that's the fall of the ussr in a really small nutshell we'll go into it more next episode but um it really feels like if you just got told by the cia or the fbi that they were like okay we're, we're not following you guys anymore we're not following you anymore we're just gonna let you do your own thing it's terrifying because you had to yeah. live that entire time of like once once you know that they're watching you it is super uncomfortable yeah man. and i can only imagine it it probably is the equivalent over there, where not only is your, you know, your life kind of shit because you can't get all the food or the clothing that you need, and obviously shelter and all that kind of shit, but on top of that, getting watched all the fucking time, I can't say what I get to, we don't get to, you can't make a podcast during that time, like, what the fuck? No, man. You can't speak your mind. Mm -mm. That would be hell. Yeah. So to- Well, and makes, then the freedom would be too. Exactly. Yeah, because- Because is it real? Right. Yeah. How long did it take for them to fucking break the first break? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's- I understand the Berlin Wall in a way I never did before. Yeah, it, it makes it makes the moment an actual moment rather yeah. than, you know what well, I mean? that's the thing that happened. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I was only five when fucking, uh, 
the 2000 9/11. Uh, see, I didn't even I didn't even start with that. Wilder. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like we just I just always recognize it as like oh it's the day off. Like we got to go home. Damn man. Yeah, we didn't get to go home. Yeah, well, I, I maybe well, we did. We were in different districts. I guess we probably didn't. I just remember like this is like kindergarten. They fucking they brought out newspapers, like the little newspapers that you get at school, which were cool. So I was like, I got to draw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it um, was fucking weird, but yeah. We sat and listened to the news radio all day in my class. Wow. But, uh, I was in third grade, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they would have rolled out the TVs, but during that time, like, TVs, like, they only had, Oh, like, they had, like, the one for the whole school. Yeah, you exactly. schedule and shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, but, yeah, just, it's, it's so much more beautiful now to watch the footage of that because you're, like, watching people find their power again. it's freedom yeah yeah oh man so it's it's truly it. beautiful that's the word for it for I'm gonna, me anyway i'm gonna have to rewatch. do it. it it's great also i want to note that the episode of the fall of the ussr because i always start yeah ahead of time um for with john green is the first episode once the pandemic hit oh wow okay and it was kind of hard to watch the beginning and end because i can imagine he being someone who knows so much um at the end of it he's like and here we are and like you could just see the look on his face of like none of you know what's about to happen to all of us like you just you can see it yeah and it's just it was hard to see his face like that like yeah and episodes post that like he just and even in that one he does not have the same haha like he you can tell he feeds off the energy of the other people in the studio with him yeah you know but yeah this one wasn't quite as juicy as previous ones were but there was a lot of good information in here. I did want to finish up the Cold War and give it the respect. It was complicated enough it needed its own piece. Yeah. I couldn't have squished all of that in the last episode at all. Especially because it was a wild one. Right. We were all over the place. Yeah, we got to do our closers before yeah. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at triple X Johnny 5 triple X. You can find me uh, with that one at Lee Chess and Twitch. I basically just stream chess all the time. Well, not every now and then. All the time. <laughs> and then uh, you can find me at I am the Johnny 5 on Reddit. And where can they find you? Uh, you all can find me at Cat Eater on all the things except Twitter. And no, I still don't know what it is. I'm not going <laughs> to. Um, yeah. You want to know how to spell it, figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like you just have to do it one time for each series that we do. You know what I mean? That's easy. Nobody, nobody's going to yeah. dive into Stalin Part 2 or Cold War Part 2 <laughs> and be like, you know, just start there. At least you, I don't, you shouldn't. I don't know. If you are, welcome. Hello. <laughs> well, now and just goodbye. in case, it's C-A-T-E-A-T-E-R-R. That's the only reason you should ever do that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Cool. A refresher. Okay, love you. Bye. See you.